What's up, everybody? Three Things with JR is back. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new week. It is time for Three Things with JR. Welcome back to the show. I am here. You are here. Let's do this. Uh, This was a fun last couple of days for me. I got to do some performing in ways I haven't done in a long time. Uh, my band, The Band Big, the band you just heard playing the Three Things with JR theme song, a song called Brand New Day. We got together and we played music. Uh, the first time we did this uh, in public uh, in a long time uh, as a full-on electric threesome. Uh, Brian McKenzie, Gary Hawthorne, and myself all showed up at a at Gary's house. I mean, it was there. But there was also like 30 or 40 people there gathered celebrating somebody's marriage. I don't know who, somebody in Gary's in-laws or something like that. I have no idea. I still, even though it was there, I don't know which couple it was that actually got married. But because they did and wanted to celebrate, we did. Uh, we sh- we showed, I showed up with the PA system in my drums. We set everything up. It's the first time I've set our PA system up in a year and a half, uh, more than that, probably, uh, to play for the, uh, you know, to, to hook up the entire band. Three vocal mics, guitar mic, kick drum mic, uh, direct in for the acoustic. I mean, like all the stuff uh, had to be plugged in and wired up to our fancy mixer that has been sitting idle and dormant since uh, well before even the pandemic, because uh, any gigs we had before that, we were we were using the house PA, like when we played at the Southern. So this was like re uh, re uh, getting familiar with our equipment again. Like all we normally do is we just go rehearse, uh, and then we record a podcast about something stupid, and then I go home, and that's it. But this was an actual like show. We played for an hour and a half. We played all of our all the songs we have been rehearsing for the last year and a half brand new day just gets better and better every time we play it and it was amazing and then on sunday i got to go to richmond to uh, a brand new comedy club in richmond called the sandman comedy club uh, they've just been open literally a few weeks they have an open mic on sunday nights it's a free show i got signed up i got picked randomly from the people that signed up and i got to do five minutes of comedy in a legit comedy club like a room a space built for doing comedy a stage a mic of the stool like it's all we're not in a place that's normally set up for music we're not in the middle of a restaurant it's an actual comedy club and that is so cool i hope to one day be there uh in uh, some larger capacity than simply an open mic but uh this was uh, getting my feet in the door and hopefully uh it seemed to go well there wasn't a ton of audience there. I mean, it was Mother's Day, so it uh, there was literally no mothers in the crowd. It was just uh, several groups of people. There was about 15 people there total, so not a huge crowd. But the night went really well. The food at this place was fantastic. The sound was good. The stage was good. The staff was awesome. And it was a lot of fun doing real comedy again. Uh, and then today, Monday, May 10th, as when I, as when I'm recording this, this episode's going to drop in less than 12 hours. Uh, but today the band big got that whole PA system again, all set up this time at Cedars nursing home in Charlottesville, Virginia. We work with a, uh, a, 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 uh, charity called amp or accessible music project. And 
what amp is what amp does is they bring musicians into places to play for people that can't get out to see music, to see live music, to go to a show, uh, which means we're playing for nursing home audiences, <coughs> which is totally fine with us because they are starving for a rock concert. Uh, the folks that are in nursing homes right now, uh, they're not... Uh, they're not the uh, the big band era. They're not from the twenties and the tens, right? These are these are folks that grew up with rock and roll, uh, coming of age in the rock and roll era. Those are the folks now in nursing homes, and they uh, they loved it. We we turned the PA system all the way up: electric guitars, full drum set, uh, big bass. I mean, I had a subwoofer pounding, and we had it blasting full volume uh, at about. 20 to 30 folks, uh, as well as a bunch of staff. They all came outside at the nursing, at the nursing home. We were in the parking lot far away, surf, surf, socially distanced and everything. They all had masks on and we played for them for an hour and it was amazing. Um, the coolest part of it was about 45 minutes in the nice lady that runs the nursing home came over and says, this is sounding great, guys. Thank you so much. One of the neighbors, a guy in an apartment building across the street, called and asked if you guys could potentially turn it down because the bass is rattling his windows. And I looked at the clock. I saw that we only had like 15 minutes left to play. And I told her, yes, I will turn it down. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, and uh, if he calls back, tell him we're going to be done in 15 minutes. So uh, it was na it's National Nursing Home Week. We're celebrating. We're making these people happy and performing and uh, and having a good time doing it. It's an hour. So uh, we didn't actually turn it down. And later on, the nursing home lady came over and said, I'm so glad you didn't turn it down. Just let that guy call the police. That's the kind of nursing home I might ever consider living in. A place that wants a rock and roll concert to be as loud as they can possibly be. Next time, if we play there again, we have more subwoofers and more speakers we can bring. We can be louder. Uh, and uh, maybe we will. Uh, I do have a guest on the show this week. Uh, I did do that thing where I call somebody out of the blue, unsuspectingly, no warning whatsoever. In case you're wondering, I don't text them first. I don't call them first. I don't send them an email. I don't in any way, shape, or form alert anybody that I'm calling them and I'm about to interview them for my podcast. Uh, so what you're about to hear in a, in a few minutes is my discussion, my interview, my chat with Dwayne Lomas. Dwayne Lomas is a the younger brother to my best friend, Darren Lomas. Darren and I went to high school together, along with Chris, who's actually been on this show just a few weeks ago. Uh, Darren and Chris and I used to hang out, and Dwayne was Darren's little brother. So we didn't hang out with Dwayne as much. Uh, Dwayne was kind of always around when we were at Darren's house. Uh, and uh, now that we're all adults, it doesn't matter that he's the younger brother. Uh, he's incredibly successful at what he does. He is in the world of uh, audio video production. He works for Arlington County Schools uh, for their uh, in-school video stuff, right? Video meetings. He's been very, very busy 
during the pandemic, facilitating all sorts of virtual meetings and classes and stuff like that, uh, school board meetings, things like that, which you might be thinking, well, this doesn't sound like it's going to be all that much uh, interesting, but we do get a little technical, but let me tell you, he's he really loves his work, and I think if you... I think if you like listening to people who are passionate about what they do, you're really going to enjoy this because Dwayne is doing what he loves. Uh, And when he's not doing his full-time job at Arlington Schools, he's doing the same stuff on the side and actually installing equipment and running it and doing web conferencing and stuff for people on the side. Like he lives, eats, and breathes video production uh, live and post and all of that stuff. So he knows the gear. He knows how to make it work. And I had a fun time talking to him about that because clearly I could always I'm always up for some tips on how to make this podcast work better. Uh, And I love talking to him about how TV shows work because he knows how they work uh, because he does them for Arlington County Schools. So, uh, and uh, we also get into some uh, what do you do when you're not working type type of conversation. And I think you're going to find that Dwayne's quite the interesting dude. And uh, I've always liked Dwayne. Uh, and now that he's not just uh, the uh, younger brother who's always hanging out, uh, hanging out with my friends, uh, he's just another person who I respect and like uh, and enjoyed talking to. And I think you'll enjoy hearing my conversation with Dwayne Lomas. So that's coming up here in a few minutes. Uh, first, I want to give you my three things. And uh, what's different tonight is that I did not make any notes. I didn't write anything down. Uh, All of this is just what's in my head right now to tell you. So the three things that I'm about to share with you are not well thought out or scripted. Hopefully, I don't stutter and stammer all over myself. So here we go. Thing number one. I've been ever since basically, yeah, I'm already studying, stuttering and stammering. So uh, let me start again. Ever since the George Floyd thing last year, I have been trying to figure out as a super privileged white male, what should I be doing? And one of the things I read uh, that was, I forget who posted it, uh, seemed like a good idea to me, was to educate myself on the black experience in America today and in the past and in the way past like how did how did we get to where we are right now and so i've been doing that i've been reading and li- a lot of it is listening to audiobooks and podcasts and uh you know thing number 1 is supposed to be something deep and here's here is it in a nutshell the more i learn about how we got to where we are today in america uh with our past uh, with slavery and racism and Jim Crow and all, I mean, all of that stuff, how we got from there to here, the more I learn about that, the more I realize I don't know or understand it at all. Like I still, it, 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 un, it's unfathomable to me so far. How did it begin? How did people just think other people were less than people and that they should be owned and enslaved and all of that. I, that part, I still like, I don't, I don't get how the first person decided that I still don't understand that I'm trying to. And if anybody has any insights on that, I would love to hear it. Uh, but as far as like the last 400 years in America and 
uh, as an explanation for where we are today, that makes a lot more sense to me based on the history of uh, police uh, as uh, slave squads uh, and uh, the fact that blacks were not allowed to be educated uh, for many, many years and, of course, not allowed to vote. And, of course, since I mean, the the more I learn about all of that stuff, the more mind boggling it is and the more I realize I need to know. And so I am uh, very much interested in learning more and more about that. Uh, I'm in the middle right now. Uh, I've just really started uh, a book called The Warmth of Other Suns. It's a recommendation from my mother. And uh, so far, it's pretty great. It's all about the great migration uh, of, uh, you know, southern blacks moving out of the south. And it's uh, it's riveting. And it's a lot more modern than a lot of the stuff I've read. Uh, I, I'm also in the middle of a Frederick Douglass biography, which... Golly, I had no idea how much I didn't know about about this stuff. So uh, I just uh, yeah, that's it. Thing number one is me sort of learning about that. Uh, and uh, it's uh, I highly recommend it for anybody who uh, who doesn't already know everything there is to know about the black experience, especially in America here. OK, thing number two. Thing number two. I am an audible subscriber. And I uh, am listening to audio books on Audible's uh, a lot. But when I need a break from an audio book, uh, Audible has a cool series called uh, uh, Music and uh, Shoot Music and Words, something, something like that. I'm, I'm butchering it. This is not a paid Audible uh, ad in any way, shape or form. So I'm not reading sales copy or anything like that. Uh, but words and music series, uh, I mentioned one of these as a thing on a previous episode uh, that I heard Tom Morello uh, talking, you know, basically giving his life story and playing music along the way for a live audience. And it was recorded and it's like a two hour show on Audible and it's awesome. I've listened to a couple more that were done more recently during the pandemic. Sting did one. Uh, I've always I've always enjoyed, you know, Roxanne and the police's music. But I didn't really know anything about Sting's story, uh, how he got to where he was and is today. Uh, so that was really interesting. And the one I just listened to the other day, uh, which was fantastic, was Steve Earle. If you want to hear Steve Earle alone in a room in Electric Ladyland Studios in uh, the Greenwich Village in New York City, talking about music and specifically the moment in 1965 when rock and roll becomes art, uh, I'm not going to spoil it any more than that. It's all uh, it's all Steve Earle's, uh, you know, d talking about how he got to where he is today, uh, the music uh, that got him there, and uh, Bob Dylan and uh, the the Beatles and New York City and all of that stuff. It's uh, it's Steve Earle. It's classic Steve Earle. And the man is a poet. It doesn't sound like he's reading stuff he wrote. It sounds like he's speaking off the cuff. And I don't know if he is. I don't know if he's got like a bullet pointed list in front of him. But man, the, the man just speaks in poetry. It is fantastic to hear him talk. Uh, and so I highly recommend Words and Music series by uh, by Audible. Uh, it's uh, one of the benefits of being a subscriber to Audible. There you go. That's thing number two. Thing number three. Okay. Is it this week or next week? I was having a discussion with my mother recently about this and... We did not come to an agreement because I don't think anybody can agree on this. Uh, if you're talking about uh, something that's going to happen on an upcoming day, like I'm recording this on a Monday. If I want to tell you about something that's going to happen uh, on the th the very uh, on Thursday, 
right, of this week. Uh, is it next Thursday or this Thursday? You're answering yourself right now, and every one of you has uh, – there's 50-50 there's camps on this. Uh, there are two schools of thought here. For me, if it's Monday and I'm telling you about something that's happening on Thursday, that's this Thursday. Some people would say what's happening next Thursday, which to me means not this Thursday, but next Thursday. Like, like we got one Thursday in between this Thursday and next Thursday. But the problem is when you really start to talk about this with people and help you and you, you, you know, you know how you think about it, but nobody else thinks about it the same way as you. And you'll end up talking yourself in circles, trying to come to a consensus, because as I was trying to help my mother understand why, how I think of it. If I'm talking about this Thursday, I can't describe why I think it's this Thursday without using the word next to describe how this Thursday is the very next Thursday and that next Thursday is not this Thursday, it's next Thursday. You see what I'm saying? It makes perfect sense to me, but you can't describe this Thursday without using the word next. You can't explain why it's this Thursday instead of next Thursday without calling it next or using the word next. It's frustrating. Um, somebody, we got to figure this out. There's probably grammar rules in place somewhere that I'm just fully unaware of. I don't know. Uh, not that I've uh, followed grammar rules. I just sort of say what makes sense. And to me, if it's happening this Thursday, it's this Thursday. And if it's happening next Thursday, it's the Thursday after this Thursday, it's next Thursday. Anyway, there you go. Those are my three things. We're going to do a quick ad break. We'll be right back for my conversation with my good friend's little brother, Dwayne Lomas. Wake up, wake up, wake up. There's no time for play. Get up, get up, get up, it's a brand new day. Hello? Dwayne? Hey, how you doing, man? I'm great, man. How are you? Good. What are you up to? Uh... Man, I'm, I'm, uh, I got like five different projects going on right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know? do you have any time to talk to me, or is now oh, yeah, not a no, good? I no, I just finished talking to somebody about um, this uh, funeral that um, I'm, I'm uh, going to be web streaming on Sunday. So, I just finished, like, literally, just hung up with him when you were calling. Sweet. So. Because yeah. I don't know if you know this or not, but you're on my podcast right now. Whoa. I know, right? right. It's yeah, crazy. Okay. Are you are you willing and able to do that? Yeah, sure. I just hope I don't you're not gonna ask me some crazy questions, but Oh man, yeah, cool. it's it's gonna be some of the toughest questions you've ever heard, man. I hope you're prepared. All right. Uh, I kid, I kid. No, the uh, what I what I do on my podcast is I call people I haven't spoken to in forever and get wow. caught up with them. And if they let me, then I put it out as an episode of my podcast. Okay. And uh, you know, I'm best friends with your brother, so I haven't called him yet because I talk to him fairly fairly regularly. But I haven't yep. spoken to you in forever. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep. So. Uh, so this is, uh, just for the people at home, I'll introduce you later. I'll record an intro so they'll know who you are. But uh, right. 
For now, though, just forget I told you it's a podcast, and this is just you and me talking. Okay. So, like, what what have you been up to? Um. So a lot of work. Um. I know uh, how to, you know, web stream and do sound and um, edit video and do installations, and I have been doing so much of that. Uh, over especially like uh, probably 10 times more work than a normal year for me because um, people want me to web stream their wedding or their funeral or their bat mitzvah or their bar mitzvah and it's just been a crazy uh, crazy year um, yeah because you, uh, you've always been involved in TV production of some kind right yes yep and yep. so uh, I, I mean, I remember the days when we were in high school and you were working at the local Channel 38 in Falls Church. Yep. And then you were at Arlington Career Center working with their local TV channel. Is that right? Yeah, the school's TV channel. Yep. And uh, and now what? are you still working with the schools or are you doing your own thing or what? Yeah, so I still work with the schools. Um, I got... 25 years this year with them no kidding um it's crazy i can i think i can retire from there in five years wow <laughs> so uh um this this is my 25th year um and i am like the head engineer for uh arlington schools right now the video engineer and are you still very um, hands-on or are you like the big boss and everybody comes to you with all their questions and you just tell them what to do so it's kind of both i don't i really have a hard time thinking of myself as a boss or like as a you know like someone that knows you know i don't know um i just i'm just a regular guy that just wants to help people and um i don't um you know i i'm very hands-on i have i have i'm probably too hands-on i just want to be involved and yeah just make sure stuff goes right so you 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 want to be behind a camera turning knobs hit at the editing bay that kind of stuff like you really yeah. want to work with the actual product. Yep, yeah, definitely yep. And yeah. uh like even with the even at my full-time job like you know we were sent home like uh on March what was it March 17th uh, it was a Monday. We basically were sent home that day. Um, yeah. I believe March seventeenth was a Monday. Um, we were basically were like told, "Don't come back to work for, until further notice." And I was like, uh, <laughs> we, "That might have been March sixteenth." Um, so, but basically, there was like a there was a meeting that was supposed to go live the next day, and I basically said to my boss, "Like, um, do you? I still need to come in tomorrow because that meeting has to happen." And uh, long story short, um, I did come in. I had to like I took like this crash course on Microsoft Teams because I found out I'd never really used it before. Yeah. Um, so like I had to like I had like four hours after my crash course in Microsoft Teams had to figure out how to integrate that into our broadcast system because we were going to have a fully virtual school board meeting the next day. And I had to web stream that and, um, you know, basically web stream that and do closed captions and all that stuff on our normal, uh, mm -hmm. you know, web streaming platforms. So 
Damn. And that... uh, it like worked flawlessly like the first day. It was pretty cool. So that's pretty awesome, man. Uh, my company had to do a lot of uh, get of work. We were already beginning to use teams over the past couple of years. But yeah. when 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 the fit hit the shan at the beginning of the <laughs> pandemic, you know, all of our entire call center, basically those with enough bandwidth at home went to work at home and teams. Wow is what we've used uh, as our main way of communicating. And I've, mm -hmm. for a year and a half now, I've been training new sales advisors remotely, completely. I, wow. I, I don't ever get to see them in the house anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Teams, uh, I mean, it's not perfect by any stretch, but yeah. it's pretty great. I mean, it's really, yep. it's really made this doable. And uh, yeah, so kudos to you, man, figuring out how to integrate that. Uh, yeah, uh, we've been, uh, doing some, uh, at work, we've been doing Facebook live events and yep. we, we know we can, we just have yet to have any kind of like a special guest on the show remotely via teams or any kind hmm. of software like that yet. We just haven't yep. begun doing that yet, but, uh, is it, uh, it sounds totally doable. Like we can do oh, it. Yeah. 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 And, and, and we also like, uh, you know, figured out how to basically have hybrid where we have our school board members are in the room, like in their board chamber, and mm -hmm. there's all these TVs that are in there, so they can see the teams meeting and talk to the people on this on the teams meeting. You know, it's very transparent for them. That's like the whole goal was to make it as transparent to yeah. the people in the meeting as possible. So they're doing these meetings where there's seven people in the boardroom now. There's 10 people on the Teams meeting, and, uh, you know, we set an extra speaker up in the boardroom so that they can hear the meeting, and, you know, we're also doing a call-in, um, you know, people calling in and uh, doing um, uh, public comment, so we have a phone bridge yeah. set up so that basically callers can be queued on the phone bridge, and then they get unmuted when it's their turn, turn to talk, and then they, they get remuted or... Um, so that they can listen to the rest of the meeting or they just hang up when they're done talking. And so that's like all worked out really good. And so. that's, that's, that's huge, dude. Just making that work and doing it so quick. Um, yeah. so you got told go home and don't come back till further notice. And basically you were back the next day because you had to be. So did, does that mean you've kind of been back at the school so you can facilitate that kind of stuff on a permanent basis or have you had to not go to work? So I've been doing, basically the way I do it is if I have to sit at my desk, I do that at home. If I have to be hands-on, I go into work. And the one thing was, like, I was doing these meetings myself for a while by myself because there's no way you can social distance in a six-foot-by-six-foot yeah. six control room closet. Right. So usually, you know, um, there's two people there on hand. But, um, yeah, for the first few months... Um, well, it was more than, it was like four months, uh, March, April, May, I think June, July, we started bringing other people in and my bosses were all like, you know, you need to, um, you need to like, you know, God forbid you get sick, you know, you need to like make sure some other people know how to do this, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So started to show other people how to do it and set it up and yeah so it's kind of like more um a little bit more hands-off on the school board meetings and um and stuff but uh then just all this other stuff has been you know ramping up um 
on my side my side work uh it's um you know spring and uh fall are the busiest times yeah. and uh this yeah this has been really a crazy uh spring so are you the type that uh struggles with letting go of the reins showing somebody else how to do stuff that you can do uh and probably do better uh are you or are you okay with uh you know handing out the tasks I I do have a hard time yeah. let, letting uh, let go of the reins and in my side work people are always like man you should like you know I got this uh, job install job in uh, Rehoboth Beach Delaware in a hotel and the people there are like man you should hire I'm like I'm well I'm like running speaker cable through the ceiling mm-hmm. and uh, people are like you should hire somebody to do that and I was like look I'm like here's the problem. You know, like uh, my the 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 rings, the the pre-construction rings for the speakers got mounted upside down, so I had to like modify the speakers to work. And it's like, if there was some other guy here doing this right now, he would have seen that and been like, I can't install these speakers. And I was like, I got to make this work. And I don't know. It's just like uh, I feel like. First of all, I really enjoy it. Uh, what I, you know, just doing installs and doing production. And yeah. It's just like, you know, if you, what is it if you and, I mean, it's basically like a hobby I get paid for because I just, I just really enjoy it. Or, or there's that other saying where like if you, um, if you enjoy what you're, if you enjoy your job, you never work a day in your life or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I just. I don't know. I just really enjoy it. it and do, do you uh, do you have your own company on the side? Like, yeah. is is that yep. and and uh, you do audio video installations, commercial uh, or uh, yeah, like uh, like tw- seventy volt audio systems, video yep. systems, all that stuff. All that. Yep, I do installs, uh, audio sys- video systems design, installation. I do production services, web streaming, um, uh, audio events. Like all that kind of uh, video events, um, yeah. Like pretty much, if it's uh, you know a video or audio or something, something needs to be transmitted, whether it's to a group of people or the world, I can pretty much do it. So yeah. So yep. uh, What's the name of your company? Uh, it's Extreme Media. Extreme Media. Yeah. And yep. and you said you're busy as shit right now, right? Like with the yep. pandemic. So you're not actually like looking for advertising and more business. And I don't have very, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of listeners to my podcast yeah. just yet. Uh, so I don't have to th- I don't think you're gonna have to worry about like an influx of people calling you going, yeah. oh, my God, I need your services. I heard you on three <laughs> things with Jr. Um, cool. But uh, any little bit helps. Right. Uh, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I have had to like turn some jobs down. Um uh, you know, there was a church that asked me to like, you know, they needed like this unbelievable like wiring and they wanted to like put displays on this wall that like had no access to the ceiling and they're like, oh. yeah, you can't see any wires. And I'm just like, look, I'm sorry. I'm like this. You really need to get like a professional company to do this. I can't. It's just way too much. This is way too much for myself to do. By so. professional company, you mean like somebody that can come in and like redo the drywall and stuff, right? Like that kind that, of. That I mean, this was this looked to me like it was going to be like a hundred thousand dollar job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
like they, they needed like a kind of company that has like the engineer that designs the whole thing and but he never he he like maybe he'll come to the site once and then they never see him again because he did his design work mm-hmm. and then it's like another crew comes in and does the work that kind of kind of company yeah so, right how, how big is your operation do you have a lot of do you have any employees or a lot or? no just just myself yeah. um I, I'll hire people to help me, like, on a one-off basis. So, but uh, I'm really, like, just want to be, like, and I like it. You know, I go in, I talk with people, I come up with a plan, I execute the plan, and I just do it all myself. And, yeah. um, you know, I might, um, you know, there's some, depending on the job, um, I had my nephew come and help me you know, pull some cable. He's kind of into construction. Um, he did it, uh, you know, he helped me and I got some camera, some professional, you know, camera people that I know. I'll have them come in and help me, uh, if it's a, that type of event. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah. When you just, when you just, when it is, when it's physically impossible to do it all as one person. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it sounds like you don't need any extracurricular hobbies or activities, but I'm, I can't help but wonder, like, what do you do when you're not working? Uh, watching um, baseball or hockey or football um, or just chilling. Um, just, you know, scrolling through YouTube or something. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I do so much stuff in video, but. <laughs> TV just annoys me so much. Like, what do you mean TV annoys you? Just like the way, like the format some shows are in. It's like they want to like hold you through the commercial so that you like watch all the commercials and you don't miss, you know, when they come back from the commercial. That just annoys the piss out of me, and I just have no patience. Are you talking like like TV. like live sporting events when they do that or, or oh I don't know live sporting events that's a different story I'm talking like the shows like um uh like deadliest catch where it's like you know yeah. oh my gosh a crab pot like fell over and then they go to a commercial and it comes back and it's like everybody's fine yeah oh turned out no big deal. Uh, yeah, I used to watch Ice Road Truckers, and it was the exact oh, same gosh. way. Oh my God, the ice! They show it's cracking. They show a truck maybe going under, and oh no, he's fine. He made it through. Yeah, just he's fine. fine. Yeah, he's yes, no big that deal. That show annoyed. I, I lost so much patience for that show. Yeah, very early on. Yep, and there, I was like, this is exactly why I don't want to watch TV anymore. Do you watch like, uh, the Amazing Race? Uh, I know of it, but I don't. I don't watch. I I've maybe watched a couple minutes of it I, when someone else was watching it, but I would love to like watch that show with you from your perspective, with what you know about video production, because I have so <laughs> many questions. But oh, really? what made me think of that just now is that I'm I'm with you. I can't stand the the fake drama to get you to keep watching. Right? Yes. If yep. the, if the show is actually good enough and compelling enough, you just don't need to do that. Yes. Uh, and The Amazing Race is the only reality show, competition game type show at all that I can stand to watch because they never do that. It's yeah. legitimately a entertaining thing to watch and they yeah. don't need to keep me uh, entertained. Like they don't need to fake it up to get me to come back after the commercial. That's all I want to do is see more of your show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, cool. like... 
And like the same production company, I think has something to do with survivor and survivors, mm -hmm. the exact opposite. Like they are also yep. all about like, okay, who will the, we're going to find out who's being eliminated after yep. the break. Like, Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm going to watch. Yep. You don't have to fake it up. Uh, so, yep. uh, but the amazing race is, you know, teams of two people traveling around the world, completing tasks again, competing against other teams. There's like 11 teams and each team has to have their own, cameraman and sound man with yeah. them right so they're yeah. riding in taxis riding on airplanes uh you know riding bicycles like these cameraman and sound man have to keep up they can't like get yeah. in the way because it's a legit game show and, yep. and uh the number of cameramen that are needed the production that goes into making all this work it's mind-boggling. There are blogs and websites and videos galore just speculating and sometimes accurately reporting on how they make this show. But I would I would love to watch it with someone who like knows more than I do about how that stuff works. Yeah, I could only guess, but it's kind of funny. It wouldn't surprise me if they like paused the timer. Okay, five-minute pause. We got to equip this vehicle with microphones and cameras before we continue, you know, like they... They, they suction cup their little GoPro or whatever on the dash. So you would and, think that, right? But yeah, yep. I, they don't. Yep. They can't. Oh, like wow. yeah. they uh, the 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 producers have talked about this in interviews. Like we we oh, can't. It, it means sometimes we miss the shot because the cameraman yep. couldn't get in place soon enough. But wow. we, but we can't hold the team up because it's an wow. actual competition. Like there's laws yeah. about that kind of stuff. Wow. Yep. And cool. so yeah, it's uh, that's why it's so entertaining. I, I I'll yep. bet you might enjoy that, and it's a fantastic show. So cool. Yep. So I got a question for you. Like uh, okay, what kind of microphone are you uh, talking to me on? Oh right man, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I could, I, I got to look at the exact model number. I don't want to mess it up. Hang on a second. Is it a Neumann at all or no? It is a, okay. Uh, I got a deal on this one at work. We used to sell it. We don't sell it anymore. It's a $400 mic that I got for a hundred bucks and I, I'm never giving it up because I've never sounded better. Uh, I've gone through three or four different mics on this podcast and this one is the, it's the shit, man. Uh, it's an yeah. Electra voice RE320. Oh, 320. Okay. Yes. I know the, I know the RE20, which like that's a, like a large diaphragm dynamic mic. Does it look kind of like the RE20? Yeah, no, I, I, I believe it's the newer version of that, right? Because if I understand okay. the story correctly, the RE20 was used, uh, I think it was designed as a studio mic, but people also used it as a kick drum mic. Uh, mm. And because of the large diaphragm and everything. Yep. So the RE320 is an updated version, same microphone, yep. but it's got an EQ switch on it. So you can EQ it for voice or kick drum. So it's actually mm -hmm. built to do what people just were doing anyway with the other one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like uh, Imus, uh, he, Imus uh, used an RE20. Like if you ever look at any uh. of his old shows. You, he, that, um, oh my god that you you just made me vomit uh now that sorry, i sorry uh, i didn't mean to god but uh, that's one of the i mean <laughs> i didn't ever i never really listened to him but i did notice that he was using that and uh I know. I think you like used to listen to Stern a lot. I'm a lifelong Stern fan, even though in the last couple of years I don't really listen much anymore. I just kind of 
I got a little bored with it, but yeah. uh, I continue to subscribe. I hear, uh, I listen to his interviews from time to time, but I don't listen on a daily basis anymore. I'm, all, I'm more about podcasts and audiobooks and music and stuff right now. Cool. All um, right. But yeah, no, Stern, I, Stern uses Anoyman, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he uses Anoyman, but Robin, for a while, I think she had an RE20, but she's, I think, switched over to a Shure um, yeah. like nowadays. Um, but I don't know what she's doing now that they're doing their stuff over Zoom or, you know, whatever. Right. But I know they're not using Zoom sound. They're using some of their own, some of their own stuff. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have a question for you. Uh-oh. On that, no, it's on. It's on. You, you, I, you, I know you know the answer to this uh, because you, you, there's all the all the podcasts are, of course, all the guests on podcasts are remote, like exactly what you and I are doing right now. Yep. Except some podcasts uh, do it better than others because yeah. the audio is crystal clear on both ends, yep. and they don't I mean they don't go. They don't send somebody to the star's house and install a microphone to make them sound good. In fact, sometimes I think they're using like iPhone headphones uh, as their mm-hmm. microphone sometime, but they still like sound amazing. Like it's even, you see, even see it on TV, even like Jimmy Fallon yeah. will have somebody from home and they'll just be wearing those white little ear pods from their iPhone connected to their Mac or whatever. And somehow yeah. they sound great. Are all, is there more to it than simply having them record their own local audio and then sending the file so that they can mix it in? Or is there something more to it than that? I think um, I know, like I've been listening to Stern and he actually talks about how they send up, they send a kit to their guests and then really? they do a day of like hours of testing and, set up and tell they like talk them through okay do this to your zoom so but i don't know if they're still using zoom or they're using like a separate audio program yeah and they're just you know um like because i mean you can like set set zoom settings to sound good but um yeah i don't i'm not sure it's so i think uh i've done some zoom meetings i don't pay for it yet but i i think if you pay for zoom you can get zoom to uh record a local copy of the audio so from your guests copy from their machine from your machine like it'll record separate audio files for each speaker right Mm -hmm. Uh, yep and so that's that's a big deal even though it's more editing in post if you're doing like a podcast i don't know how it does it with live but uh, that's a that's one way to get it done. Teams, I'm not aware of it having a a, a way to do that. Like you can record yeah. in Teams, but I don't think it records separately. I don't know. Yeah, I do know Teams will do. Um, you can en- enable NDI um, streams for Teams, um, but I no, I think it still mixes the audio. Um, um, but you know, I, I actually helped uh, a synagogue do uh, their High Holy Day services in last year. Yeah. Um, over Zoom, and I had the the cantor had a live piano player that I mixed with his microphone, sent it into his computer, and then so Zoom has this thing called you know use original sound, and you can basically when you turn that on and it basically uh, will allow you to like use a, it's basically a higher quality audio and it also minimizes um, the uh, echo cancellation right 
So because if you like somebody is singing like the instruments, Zoom is trying to cancel them out, thinking that it's some kind of weird echo. Um, so if you turn that off and it basically you can make it sound just pretty much like we're talking right now. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Um, when uh, and it's like something that I was just like, man, there's got to be a way to turn this crap off on Zoom. Yeah. And. Um, and I just happened to find it, and uh, it, you know, really helped the audio quality for, you know, for their services. So early in the pandemic, John Krasinski from The Office had a show called uh, G- Good News or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in one of the episodes, he had the entire cast of Hamilton on Zoom to sing the opening song to Hamilton to this little girl uh remotely over zoom and yeah like either there was a lot of work done in post to make that work or they have some sort of special magical zoom account where everybody's uh timing is perfect and there's no delay about anything or yeah like i has i'm still mind it blows my mind like how did they actually accomplish that so um there if they if they had pre-recorded that there's a lot of people faking it where, um, and I've been involved in that where you basically are like, okay, send you a track, record it with your phone, send it to me. And then they put it all together later. Uh There's a, there's this other, uh, company. Um, I cannot remember the name, but basically what it does is it, um, when you send your, um, audio track out, it's, uh, it's like a, it's a, collaboration like a music collaboration service yeah and it basically sends the audio track out separately so that everybody gets it at the same time um and then you all hear it um somehow at the it's like they do some trick that uh that allows it to work but it's it's i don't think it's zoom it's uh man i wish i could remember the name of that program but um it it works from what I've I haven't used it at all, but it supposedly works really good for like music music collaboration. Yeah. So I don't know. That stuff uh, I love figuring that stuff out. We've d- I've done a little bit of it with uh, with Crutchfield the podcast, my other show yep. that I do for work. Uh, mm-hmm. I when I do interviews on that show, all I do to make it be- sound better is I'll have my guest record their own audio on their machine. Uh, just using the basic Windows voice recorder, right? Mm -hmm. And whatever microphone they use, just to have a local copy that's a clean copy of just their voice. That's Uh, cool. And then I'll have them uh, upload it to like a Google Drive or something, and then we'll put it together in post. Nice. That sounds so much better than the Teams recording or whatever it is we're doing, so. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I noticed when I called you, uh, it's your your Facebook photo thing uh, was you on a motorcycle. Uh, yeah, and uh, I I'm looking at it right now. Uh, you're not wearing a helmet in that, and so I gotta wonder: is that your motorcycle? Do you ride? Uh, what's going no. on with that? Oh no, no, I don't ride. Um, I'd like to. Um, my friend Greg, uh, I went to visit him in Arizona. Yeah, that's he. He just got that motorcycle like a couple months before I went to visit him, um, and I was like, "Can I sit on it?" And I was like, "Can you get a picture of me sitting on it?" Yeah, and uh, that was it. That's as far as I rode that bike. I just sat on it. It was like, I, 
I can I a friend of mine um got like this uh I think it was like a Kawasaki or something. It was like a seventy eight Kawasaki and I drove that around George Mason High School parking lot because that's where he had it. Yeah. And uh that's the most riding I did and I was like that motorcycle that's a you know, that's obviously a Harley. I'm like, dude, he said I could drive it, but I was like, No. I'm like, I'm not ready to <laughs> Yeah. I need a little lot I need a lot more practice before I go and destroy your your motorcycle. And that thing is so loud, like I just am like I don't want to just drive around. He like lived in a like a you know, garden apartments kind of situation. Uh huh. And uh I just was like, This thing is so loud, I just didn't want to just drive around the parking lot. So But uh I saw my brother yeah, he just recently bought one, and uh, of course he's like, "Yeah, you can take it up and down the street." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't think so. I'm not ready to do that yet. I need to take the <laughs> class first. Yeah, so. you, that's a that's a really good idea is to take the class first because they don't just teach you like how to ride in traffic. They literally teach you how to operate a motorcycle, how to yeah, how to hold it, how to balance it, how to how to Ooh. walk around it, how to you know, how to know what the heck you're doing at a most basic yeah. level. And then you learn how to ride it around and start and stop and change gears and all that stuff. I mean, there's a lot yep. to it. You are smart to not, uh, just, uh, <laughs> sure. I'll take your bike out for a spin. That's not a good yeah. idea. Especially yeah, if it's one... a nice bike, the bike you're sitting on in this picture is beautiful. Oh, cool. Yep. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. He is, um, it's my yeah my I don't, you, I don't know if you remember Greg. Um, I remember he, Greg. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's his his motorcycle. Did so. he did he come play paintball with us? Oh my gosh, did he? I think he did. Yeah. He yeah. Had, he was a big bushy hair back uh, then, but uh -huh. now he's completely bald. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm on Facebook yep. looking at your picture, and uh, I see his name pops up when I hover over it, and uh, yeah, yep. looks totally looks it looks almost like he could be uh, a Lomas brother. Yep. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm super excited. Uh, I helped your brother brother find a motorcycle and buy it, uh, and uh, and I'm super excited because now he's got one. He doesn't have to rent bikes anymore. We can go out, uh, and you know, we're uh, I don't know if you know this, but we, him and I are preparing to uh, take a long trip to Alaska on motorcycles sometime oh, in the wow. next year or two. So I don't know. He might have mentioned that, but I don't remember him saying that, but that was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's kind of a long-term plan. Uh, I think we would both like to buy new bikes. Uh, new bikes are hard to come by. I think I would like to buy a Goldwing, but nice. Goldwing's like you just can't find them right now. They're making them. Yeah. They can't make them because of all the same reasons that they're, you know, struggling to make cars and stuff right now because yeah. all the microprocessors and everything cuz they're yep. computer powered. So Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yep, that is a sweet bike. I don't know if uh I definitely need a lot more experience before I ever try to balance one of them. So those things are like 800 pounds, aren't they? Yeah, but don't don't worry about that because uh, when you're moving, the centrifugal force of the wheels takes care of that. Uh, yeah. And uh, when you're not moving, your feet take care of it. And yeah. uh, if you're on the right-sized bike, balancing it is no problem. Oh, cool. If you're on the wrong-sized bike, that can be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so my, my podcast is called Three Things with JR. And uh, one of the things I typically do on the show is uh, I'd come up with three things. Uh, and thing one, uh, th there's 
this started years ago when I was just like post three things on Facebook and now I've turned it into a podcast. Yeah, I've, I've seen it before. Yeah. I've, cool. I've, yep, I've listened to one or two of them actually. Nice. Okay, cool. So uh, now is when I put you on the spot and make you come up with three things. Uh, thing number one, all I'm looking for here is uh, some kind of a deep thought, something kind of epiphany, something, something that moves you. Have you... Have you had any revelations or deep thoughts recently that you can share with me? It's, uh, yeah, um, I think it's crazy. It's just unbelievable to me that the Earth is 20, uh, a little over 24,000 miles circumference, and we pretty much travel that in a day, in 24 hours, so we're basically traveling over a thousand miles an hour. You know, when we're yeah. just sitting here right now, we're 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 traveling at a thousand miles an hour. That just like blows my mind. Yeah, what you, when you feel you feel like you're still, but you're anything but. It, you're, yeah, you're still in relation to the things around you, but you and everything around you are literally moving at over a thousand miles an hour. Yeah. That I just like I don't know I've been thinking about that lately it's been crazy, so yeah, I that, don't know. That's that's exactly the kind of thing I'm looking for. I, I'm always surprised. I put people on the spot and I say, all right, give me something deep, and everybody's like, yo, yeah, here, here's what I've been thinking about, and boom, oh, they, wow. they're like, right on, cool. Yeah. Uh, number two uh, is uh, tell me what's inspiring you right now. Um. Just uh, uh, the one thing that's really just um, the fact that we have all this technology and if this pandemic would have happened in the 80s, mm. that would have just been crazy. Like phone call, like, like phone systems probably would have been completely overloaded because the only way we could communicate back then was in the, with a phone. Yeah. Like how would we have done all this distance learning you know, like that just would have been, you know, like there was no internet in the eighties, you know? Was, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I, there was, yeah. and there probably wasn't enough circuits to facilitate all of the landline phone calls that would have been happening every day because yeah. people need to connect with other yep. people. And I mean, the system isn't made to be run at a hundred percent every day, all day. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's been kind of inspiring that we have like all this technology that has, you know, yeah, it's not a perfect situation by any means, but it's made it a, a, a lot easier to be able to still, you know, have a video conference with your family that you haven't been able to like go visit. Yeah. So, yep. That's awesome, man. Uh, and it's uh, it makes a lot of sense that that would be inspirational to you, given what you do for a living. So yeah, uh, the fact that it can be done is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. Number three. Uh, and this seems like the easiest one, but people struggle cool. with this one the most. Uh, tell me something stupid. Yeah, that is tough. <laughs> it could be uh, a dumb joke you've heard, just some funny saying, just something uh, gross. Uh, it, it can be potty humor. It can literally be anything. Just tell me something dumb. Um, wow. Yeah, that is a tough one. Um, something stupid. Um, I can't. So I'm a Nats. I'm a Nationals fan. Yes, go Nats. I 
I can't understand why they keep putting this guy, I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Hand. Why they would keep putting him in. He, like, lost us, basically, our last two games with the Yankees. Yeah, heartbreaker. Just don't losses. understand that. Like, why would you do that? So, I don't know if that qualifies, but I thought that was pretty stupid. Well, they're doing so. something stupid over there, apparently. Uh, I, I'm... I don't have the ability to watch Nats games at my house right now. Uh, I'm a, I'm a big Nats fan, but not big enough to pay to watch them. Uh, yeah. So I talked to my mom, who's a huge Nats fan, and uh, I was uh, so bummed. But she said, "Yeah, it's the uh, the the bullpen is not what it needs to be over there yes. in, in the Washington Nationals world right now." Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think they were ahead. Max Scherzer had like a hell of a game, and then they yeah. ended up losing with the with the walk off like error. Uh, yep. And then and then the base hit walk off the next night. And so, yeah, these uh, relief pitchers, man, you got to st step up their the game. Same pitcher both, it was the same pitcher both nights. Oh, it was. Caused them a run. Yep. I didn't know that. Wow, that sucks. Yep. Yep, that's stupid. Come on, Nats, get yeah. your shit together. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of games. Uh, maybe the manager is just trying to see if this guy can, you know, build up some confidence or something. Yeah. Hopefully that's what's in is going on in his mind. But, you know, when they're doing bad, everybody's got these questions. But when they're doing good, everybody's, like, on board with what's going on. But I don't know. Well, and this is how the Nats work, right? They kind of struggle through the first half of the season, and then they just kind of dominate all the way till Game yep. Seven of the World Series. So I guess yeah, uh, that's exactly. fine. This is this is when <laughs> yeah. this is this is when they figure things out for later yep. on. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, hey, I don't want to keep you any longer, man. I know you've probably got three. You said earlier you have five projects you're in the middle of. Uh, yep. uh, and I, dude, I can't thank you so much for just taking the time to talk to me, getting caught up. Uh, and yeah, man, it's good to talk to you. This, Talking to you, man. Uh, you too, man. This really is serving two purposes. One, it is podcast content. I'm not shameful about that at all. But two, yeah. for me personally, it's been really fun to talk to people I have not talked to in forever. Uh, yep. And I hope to get to see you live in person sometime soon because that would be awesome. Yeah, um, like I don't know, um, I don't know. I would probably need to talk about it off your podcast, but uh, right. <laughs> like some of the trips that you and my brother have done, um, that would be cool. I I like want to do, um, you know, the some of them. Yeah. And uh, but there's the one that you always did. It was always like a bad time of the year for me. But uh, I don't really do – I'm not really involved in the, you know, the thing in Falls Church as much as I used to be. So um, Memorial Day weekend, yeah. Yeah. That was so, always that was always a huge deal in Falls Church, uh, Memorial Day. Yeah. So you, I, I always knew where to find you on Memorial yeah, Day. Yep, yep, <laughs> and that yep. actually used to be how I would see you. Like I would see yeah. you once a year – right next to the judge's booth uh, or whatever yeah. at Memorial Day and in Falls Church for the parade because it was such a big yep. deal. And then, like, I wouldn't see you again until the next year. And yeah. now that I, I, <laughs> I rarely set foot in Falls Church anymore, uh, I don't even know if I would find you there now. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, man, uh, well, we, we sometimes go camping. We used to go camping, like, twice a year every year yeah. for a good long while, and now it's kind of sporadic. We're kind of doing our own things. Life has changed quite a bit over the few last few years for all of us. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, man, it'd be awesome as hell if you could come camping with us or something sometime. All right, cool. Dwayne, yeah. thank you so much, my friend. I'm gonna let you go. 
Alrighty, cool, man. Good to talk to you. Thanks. Check you later, buddy. Alrighty, yes. Bye. Dwayne Lomas, everybody. I enjoyed talking to Dwayne, getting caught up, and I, I really do want everybody to know that this was a complete surprise to Dwayne, and right off the bat, boom, something deep, that's thing number one. Something that's moving and inspiring him as thing number two. Took him a little while on thing number three, but that's kind of normal. If somebody asks you to tell him something stupid, you... You have like 30 stupid thoughts in your head at any given moment until someone asks you for something stupid and then, damn it, they all go away. Uh, But he came up with something, some stupid decision the Nats did that cost him two games against the Yankees. Yeah, freaking stupid. Uh, So uh, be on the lookout. I might be calling you. It'll be on Facebook Messenger. And if it's me calling, it's because I want to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in a while. And uh, maybe you'll be on Three Things with JR. And maybe I'll ask you for three things. So this is your chance. This is the only warning you're going to get. I don't know who I'm going to call. I didn't know I was going to call Dwayne today. It just happened. It worked out. I said, yeah, Dwayne. I saw him on my list. I hit call and he answered. And that's what happened. And uh, that is, uh, that's a lot of fun. Making a show that's a surprise, both to the guest and to me. That's it for another episode of Three Things with JR. I'll be back next week with... Who knows who? If nobody answers, it'll just be me. Uh, But hopefully, I'm going to call you, and you're going to answer, and we're going to have a good time, and uh, we'll we'll talk about at least three things. Thanks so much for listening all the way to the end. This isn't quite the end. There's a burp. When you hear the burp, you'll know this show is actually over. Thank you so much for listening. I love you all. It's a brand new day. It's a brand new day.